Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. got your copy of the Bible, we'll be in the book of Exodus, and we'll be looking at Exodus chapter 20, so if you want to go ahead and turn there, and this morning we're going to be talking about honoring your father and mother. As part of our worship to the Lord, honoring your father and mother is something that generationally we all think about. Many of us have have parents or have had aging parents, and we know what it's like that they took great care of us as we were growing up and the lessons we were learned. There's a lot of things that I know how to do from watching my dad or watching my mom. There's a lot of things that they made sure that I knew how to do before I left home. But there was also a lot of things they did as well. Like they, when I was young, they drug me to church. They made sure I was at church, even if I was the kid that was laying down coloring in church, or I was the kid that was asleep in church, or whatever it was, I was always there. You know, I was, I was given that understanding. And whenever we went to my grandfather's church on my dad's side, they had their own pew. So they had a pew they sat on, and I could tell you on that pew where my grandfather, grandmother, and others sat, and my whole family all the way down to my aunts on the other side. So honoring your father and mother is an understanding that as you honor what they have taught you, you're honoring the Lord your God. As you honor your parents, as you honor those in your life that are direct influences in your life, it's important that we understand the culture that this comes from. So... The passage that you so eloquently read a minute ago is our key passage for today, and that's, of course, Exodus 20, 12. So it's important that you earmark that. But in the biblical society, they had a sense of honor and shame. Honor and shame within the biblical society gave you a means to speak in the public forum, gave you the ability to be trusted that your word meant something, to be honor and shame... In that, in that culture, to be shamed, if you're looking at it from that end, meant that you did not, you weren't able to do a lot of business in the public forum. You could not speak out. Your word wasn't taken as it should. You could not be trusted. And a, a lot of times you were outcast and you weren't allowed to use the communal things that they had. Like they may have baked bread in a communal area in town and you couldn't go to that area You certainly couldn't speak out as one that's worthy to be followed. So honorable, being an honorable person, was something that allocated great things for your family. So the biblical society we see was built on that sense of honor and shame. And I believe honoring one's mother and father would have been important to those families. And we begin to understand, well, if it was important to those families in Exodus, then you can probably see why the disciples in the New Testament said what? Let me go back home before I follow you and take care of burying my dad or or burying my parent. 
And Jesus' response was, let the dead bury themselves, right? What's more important than following God? It indicates and speaks to every relationship that we ever have. If we don't know Jesus Christ and allow for that relationship to inform us, then we'll never honor our parents as we should. If we don't honor God and allow for God to speak to us, then we will never live for Him in the relationships that we have. It will essentially affect everything that comes after and everyone that's around us. See, Jesus called His disciples to follow Him. And I truly believe that He calls us first and foremost to follow Him. To follow Him means to say nothing. No one is as important as you. So God, as I worship you, God, I want to be able to bring honor to my family. I want to be able to bring honor to those around me. But God, more than anything, God, I want to, I want to seek to give you honor in my life. So the biblical society. Secondly, the land. The land that they were talking about in this passage, what land are they talking about? The promised land, right? They're talking about the land to which God had said, I'm going to give you. And it's a land flowing with what? Cheetos and popcorn, right? Milk and honey. Some of y'all some of y'all read the read along. So uh, the land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, God's provisions in this land where you are no longer slaves, but you are part of the family of God, and you are going to be able to live this out. And this is the land that the Lord is going to give to you. This is the land that God has set before you. This is the path that you need to take to get there, and you have to be obedient to follow Him. So it is the promised land, which is the destination for those released from slavery and now trekking through with Moses and Aaron. And the question it lends you and me this day, and the question we should take from this is we try to say, okay, what did it mean, which I told you, but what does it mean for us on this day? The question it led me, and, and maybe it will lead you to ask the same question, Where's God leading you today? Where's God taking you and desiring for you to go? And will you follow Him with faithful obedience? That means that God might be calling you to a land, to a place, to, a, to an occupation, to a job, to a classroom, wherever God is calling you to go. Are you going to follow Him with faithful obedience? Meaning, are you going to say, God, wherever... However, God, I'm going to follow you. I might not know all the steps ahead of me. I might not know where the path is going to take me. I might not know a lot of things in life, but I do know how to honor you in my actions and words. I know how to honor my parents. I know how to live this long life. But God, you require me to have faith that you are going to do everything that you say you will. So thirdly, honoring God, what does that mean? Honoring God means that it affects how you treat others and your actions. So if there's someone you see and I see that are in some sort of need, we are needing to help them, right? Maybe you have a classmate since you all just returned to school, and maybe you've observed that they don't, they don't smell that great, or they don't, they don't ever eat enough at lunch, 
or you, you, you observe some things about their life, maybe they don't have the best home life. Instead of saying, wow, those kids smell, or look at what they don't have, instead of saying that, it's saying, how can I pray for that person? You know, how can I help meet a need? You know, the sad, one of the saddest times that I was observant of this, I think as a, as a young kid, you don't observe a lot of things you ought to because you're so focused on you. But, uh, but what I observed one day is, is I was visiting students at lunch, and there were some kids you know, in the lunchroom, and one kid would put half of their lunch back, meaning they would wrap it up in their napkin that everybody gets, and they would put it in their backpack. So I began to ask questions. Why did they do that? They did that because they weren't getting anything later that day. And so then I, I posed another question. So I began to ask other questions. I said, well, well if that's going on, then, then how do the people that are serving the food, how do they know that this is going on? And so I asked some of the lunch ladies. If you ever want to know something, ask the lunch ladies. So I asked the lunch lady, and she said, you know what, I know and I figured out which kids don't get enough. So I'll make sure they have enough food here, and then when they put that back, so they get full here, and they take that home. So there's a lot of reasons that we need to pray for people in our world and in our lives. And praying for them and how we treat others matters. Verse 12 said that. How we treat others matters. What about man-made traditions versus God's commandments? Matthew 15.4, if you want to write this down and come back to it, you can. Matthew 15.4 says, For God said, Honor your father and mother. He who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. So there's a very good, straightforward command to honor your father and mother. Even, even if they're cantankerous and mean sometimes. Honor your father and mother is not a descriptive of how you feel about them. It's honor your father and mother. And, and part of that is obedience to God and understanding that God's commandments are greater than our own. That it's not just, we have to look past traditions of this is what we ought to do, but this is what we get to do because we're following God's commands. Also, the secret to a long life, Ephesians 6 Verses 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live a long life on earth. It's important to follow mom and dad. It's important to observe the teachings that they give you. Some things you don't, you don't even register with or don't think they're important until you become a parent. When you become a parent, all those things that your, your mom and dad might have said, oh, you're going to learn one day, it kind of comes back around. Because what's the, what's the old adage that when you have kids, I hope you get a kid just like you? Did that. Understand what that means now. So, uh, but there's some things you just can't fully engage or understand until you till you walk down that road there. But secret to a long life means that you remember the things which your parents said, which they taught you, which they ingrained in you. And part of my upbringing was that, that I was in church. I was at church. I was at vacation Bible school. I was at summer camp. I was wherever I needed to be 
because that's where they thought was so important for me to have that in my heart and mind and life. And God's word to Moses in Leviticus 19.3. Leviticus 19.3 says, Every one of you shall reverence his mother and father, and you shall keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. So for me, in order to honor your father and mother, in order to adequately do that, you've got to have a faith and a respect for God and His promises, right? That informs this. And so in order to live for God in this world, you have to have that relationship with the Almighty, and you have to have that perspective. This was Moses getting these Ten Commandments, He was with God, and God was putting these things out here and saying, look, this is how the people need to live. These are the questions that they might have. How do I do these things? But this is what I'm going to do in their life. It was important that you understand, just as much as they understand, the respect that we ought to have. Now, see, that respect doesn't come because somebody deserves it. That respect comes because we love an almighty God who has forgiven the inexcusable in you and me, right? So because God has forgiven the inexcusable in me and you, then what can we do in our life? We can forgive others. We can respect others as we respect God in that relationship. But we'll never know how to do that unless that's in the right order in our lives. So we are in a society today that is drastically different than the biblical society. Many of you would agree to that. It seems like everything has gone haywire, that there are a lot of things that are out there, but I believe we live in an era of disrespect. Disrespect within a generation entitled. See, we we understand a lot of things, but we understand some things seem to be lost. Hard work, value for others, expectations for self. There's a lack of communication, a relationship breakdown. Also in our society today, we have a no-shame society. It seems like nobody has any shame. Stuff that would make you and I go, what? Or worry about what mom and dad thinks? I've seen kids scream at their parents. I would have gotten the back of, my, of a hand or a switch or a spoon or, or a belt or, or a pinch if I was in church. You know, anybody ever get the pinch in church? You definitely got the eye, didn't you? Anybody remember the eye? You said you got thumped in church. Uh, I got thumped after church in a different way. But, um, but this, is, this is so so crazy today that the thinking how everybody thinks. Some people say there's no absolute truth, meaning there's no right or wrong. And anything that conflicts with that leads to being called judgmental. If I hit the nail on the head, is it not where we are right now in our society? But we live, and we make choices in how we live. So in closing, the way we choose to live is important See, every morning, you and I do something that is exactly the same. If you're here this morning, you woke up, raise your hand. Some of y'all have caught sleeping. You're saying, well, what's he mean by that? You woke up. You opened your eyes. You said, I'm here. Uh, We have an opportunity to live today differently than we did yesterday. 
So in an idea of honor and shame, how are you and I going to honor God in the way that we live, in the relationships that we have, in our relationship to our parents, in our relationship to those around us? How are we going to bring honor to God's name in the way that we live? Because the reality is either we're going to bring honor to God's name or we're going to shame God's name. And the scripture says, you know, we are not to be an ashamed workman, right? And we're not to be ashamed of God. You think about what the disciple did when he was asked, as Jesus was being mocked and beaten, hey, aren't you with that Jesus of Nazareth? He said, not me. How many of us are going to say, not me? Or we're going to live in such a way that says, I don't follow him. Well, you go to church, right? Yeah, I go to church. But why don't you follow him? Why don't you act like him? Why don't you live like him? If you say you believe in God, why don't you respect your parents? If you say you believe in God, then why don't you follow him and tell me about Jesus? See, there are a lot of people in your life that are waiting to see if he's really that important to you to ask the question, is he important to them? There's a lot of people in our lives that are seeing something that doesn't match up. If we are believers in Christ, then we need to pursue all that honors and glorifies God Almighty. We look at the promised land, and I look at it like this. If I think about the promised land, and I'm able to let my mind wander, that, uh, that a lot of times Buster inflicts on me letting my mind wander a little bit, so I'm going to let my mind wander a little bit. But the promised land, I think about eternity in heaven. That's my promised land. That's what I'm working for. That's what I'm allowing God to use me for. That's why I am being challenged beyond measure. That's why you and I in the church are being challenged beyond measure during this time, and we think we can't take it anymore. We think about life and difficulties as it is, and life is never meant to be easy because our reward is never meant to be earthly, right? Our reward is in heaven, so our promised land is eternity. Children of God, we are to look in that way. But we are to remember what God's Word says. Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter, right? So not all will enter. You must acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. Confess the sin that is in your life. And Scripture tells us over and again, He will save you. See, I truly believe this. You and I are not entitled to anything. What do you mean, Pastor? I've I've went to school or, or I've worked hard at my job. Am I not entitled? You're not entitled to anything. And we're not entitled to heaven unless we have a relationship with Him. And He doesn't owe it to us. It's because of what Jesus did. We have to acknowledge our sin, seek that forgiveness. See, Jesus paid a price for our redemption. So each individual must confess their sins. And in doing so, we do what? If we confess our sins before God, then we know that He is mighty to save, right? But everybody has to come. Does that mean that that, that I can't make the decision for somebody else? Yeah. I can't make the decision for my household. 
I can't make the decision for my kids. I can't make the decision for my wife, but I sure can live like Christ so much so that they see Christ in me. I can't make a decision for my coworkers, but I can, I can live in such a manner that they might know that I believe what I say I believe. I, I can't do a whole lot at school. Maybe you can't say a whole lot at school, but your actions, your words, and the things that you give your life to say a lot about your faith. What about how we treat our parents? What about what we choose to engage our lives in? Is it wrapped up in our seeking after God and trusting in Him? I want us to think about His mighty to save. I want us to think about honoring God and respecting Him and how that changes everything. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.